What four video games would you spend the rest of your life playing and why? That is the question my guests will be answering as we explore what these games mean to the gamers who play them. I'm Matthew Herlow and thank you for selecting the Your Lives in Gaming podcast. Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the Your Lives in Gaming podcast. For this week's episode, I have got with me a good personal friend, Sam Kerwan. How are we doing today, Sam? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good day, working from home. Pretty chill out. Yeah, working from home, less said about that, the <clears throat> better. So... <laughs> Uh, I know you've listened to some episodes of the show, or at least Holly has, and you've heard parts of it through that. So you probably got an idea on where we're going to start out, and that is with dice to meet you. So very simple. I'm going to roll a twenty-sided die, and whatever number comes up, that's how many words you have to describe yourself. So three. You got off light. A fun guy. Well, I, I didn't ask for outright lies, but okay. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, in fairness, it's, it's an apt description. So, uh, I know you've got an idea of the premise of the show, but I, just... So... An old friend. I'm an old friend. <laughs> okay, so either a fun guy or an old friend. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, going back to it. So... I know you have a basic idea of the show, but just a brief explanation. So, I am going to be sending you to an imaginary desert island on which you're going to have whatever peripherals you may need to basically spend the rest of your life playing the four games that you've chosen that we're going to let you take with you. So, as always, let's not mess around. Let's get straight into it. What is your first pick, please? Uh, my first pick is... I'm going to say Red Dead Redemption. Uh, the original for the Xbox 360. Okay, fair enough. And I mean, I'm sure you know what the first question is going to be. It's always the same. Why Red Dead Redemption? Um, it was the first Rockstar game that I played through to completion. Uh, it was just one of the most fun games I'd played up until then. And it was such a good escape. I enjoyed the atmosphere of it, the the setting, the whole thing, really. Fair enough. So, I know you've played the second run. <clears throat> yeah, I recently completed that. Okay, so anything in particular that makes you say you'd rather the first over the second, or is it just purely nostalgia? Just just nostalgia, really. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it just takes me back. Okay, so with the first game then, what was it about the game that you really enjoyed? What makes it that game that just drew you in? The the Wild West setting. I don't really know a lot about the history, but I'm a fan of the the themes and the environment. It's If, if I could go back in time, I think that would be the, the sort of place I'd like to go. Fair enough. And I mean, I know most people would have played Red Dead Redemption by this point, so I don't really want to be concerned with spoilers or anything. I mean, at the end of the day, 
it's what ten years old now, so you know it's on you. So the end of the game is somewhat infamous within gaming circles. So yep. fan of that? Yeah, I was I was happy with the way it ended. It was obviously sad. It's, you 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 get to get to know the character. You start to you get a bit of a connection. Um. But it was satisfying. It was it was it was a cutting off. In many ways, it's sort of set up as that classic, you know, cowboy. You'll get what's coming to you at the end of the day. He yeah. was the bad man, so you, you, you're an outlaw. You know? Yeah. Okay. So, what are some of your favourite parts of Red Dead Redemption? Honestly, riding riding the horses, like not just riding the horses, but riding riding through the uh, through the west, the whole thing, shooting. Hunting, that was fun. Skinning animals, uh, the story. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was the it was the time it had to be done. You know, you had to, you had to survive on pelts and pelts to warm you up. Survive on meat. You got to make money. So something I want to ask because I know generally you're not someone who sort of like keeps up with gaming necessarily, or at least you weren't. You probably are more so now than you used to be. I've, I've developed, yeah. <laughs> so, when roughly would you have been playing this? Uh, probably about at least a year after it came out. Bar, bar one or two games, I've never really been one to sort of be a, uh, was it a first adopter. I, I tend to let something come out, uh, let the let the hype die down a bit, and then get into it. When you say let the hype die down, I mean, let's not lie. Let the price tag drop down. That as well. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm the same with a lot of games, as you know. Like, I am one of those. Is it a pound or two pound in a Steam sale? I'll buy it. So, I, I, I've I've known you to be like, oh, it's two pound in the Steam sale. Oh wait, it'll come. It'll come down in the next Steam sale. <laughs> in fairness, that was back in the day where you know. 95% discounts on games every other day oh, yeah. was a possibility and it's like those old school Steam sales were crazy good before trading cards before points, just a straight up Steam sale yeah, the good old days but uh, we're going a little bit off topic we're talking about Red Dead Redemption so one thing I do want to ask did you actually ever play? I'm gonna guess not, but did you ever play the previous game in the series, Red Dead Revolver? No. Have you played it since? I have not. Fair enough. Fair enough. I remember having played it because uh, my younger brother had the game. Absolutely loved it. Good fun. But in fairness, Red Dead Redemption is a blatant improvement over the. Was it previous game? Was it was it PlayStation Two or was it Xbox? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the original Xbox. The original Xbox. Okay, I may be able to. Well, it may. I know. I think it would have been on both actually. I I could see if there's a copy flying about then. Exclusives uh, weren't such a huge thing then. Got the PlayStation Two. But uh, yeah, so with Red Dead Redemption, then is there? Anything with the game there that you just not interested, don't like that? Um, no, I was pretty satisfied with the whole game. I felt it was a 
obviously there'll be people who disagree. I thought it was a good all-rounder. Never felt really dissatisfied with any of it. I think um, mainly because I think at the time Rockstar hadn't really explored it, but the online was a bit meh. Uh, I don't even remember having online. It was it was just a, it was. Like, I guess the same could be said for any the more, more modern Rockstar games. The online was it was just like a free for all. I didn't really find that enjoyable. Uh, but the main game itself was was really good, and the the DLC, the add on that came out later, the Red uh, Undead Nightmare. Uh, I've never played that. You know, I'm 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 a sucker for zombies. I know, and I can't stand stuff with zombies. It's <laughs> tedious, to be honest. Yeah, it's been done. A, it's been done a million times, but uh, I like it. It's zombies are done to death, and uh, not even meant as a bad joke. It's just. Please stop. Just take a break. Give me a year or two out. Thanks. It'll it'll help everyone's mood around the zombie thing. Slightly off topic, but I, I'd even for like zombie hitters, I'd recommend reading World War Z. It's I, I don't really one of those people who says the book is far better than the film, but the the, the book shits over the film. Sam, in case you weren't aware, we're very clearly in favour on this. I keep saying we. It's only me, but. On this podcast, I am very in favour of books being better than the films. It's it's. Oh, I wish Brad Pitt had just never touched it. To be honest. <laughs> All right, let's move on because I don't want to talk about that either. Because uh, just the only zombie thing that I I genuinely continue to enjoy is Zombie Lands, and that's just because how can you not love? The whole Bill Murray bit. You know, Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, you know, there's you know, so I, I, I feel like I feel like Jesse Eisenberg's character could be played with by anyone in that movie. Uh, but I, I, I think that. that character might be the only thing that makes Jesse Eisenberg cool, to be honest. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but how about going back to games, Left 4 Dead? Yeah, I did enjoy Left 4 Dead. It was a good bit of fun. But you could do that with literally anything, not zombies, same format, it works. True, true. So, but, let's backtrack. Yeah. So, as I said, I've never actually played the DLC, so tell me a bit about the DLC. Uh, basically, uh, obviously set in the same world, set in the same landscape, uh, but it was a post-apocalyptic zombie nightmare. Um, couple of missions, couple of quests, but along the way, whereas in the normal game or the the, the base game, you'd uh, come across animals roaming the wild, you'd come across little packs of zombies roaming the wild, you'd freak out your horse, uh, you could obviously kill them, lasso them and pull them along, which you, you could do that with normal people in the base game too, but it's more fun with zombies. Um... And yeah, it's just zombies walking around the, the... Obviously, most of the missions were trying to rid towns and settlements of zombies. Um, so it, that can get a bit repetitive, but still fun. I'm sorry, I, I had to laugh when you mentioned a bit about dragging people around with the, uh, the lasso on the horse, because that is genuinely one of the things that I still remember being just, for some reason, ridiculous fun from playing that game. I, I did go on a little bit of... um. Obviously, Rockstar Games, they have challenges. You know, do this, do that. Um, one of them was 
pull somebody, drag somebody 3,000 feet or 3,000 yards with a lasso. And it was trying to get hold of someone and drag them without trying to get attention and, and chased by the law. It was a bit of a pain in the ass. I'd imagine that's why it's a challenge, Sam. Yeah, but I, you know, I do. I do like. I do like the witness system in. I can't remember if it's in the in the first one. The witness system in in Red Dead Redemption Two, though. So if someone sees you commit a crime, you can like chase them down, get them to stop, threaten them, or just fucking kill them. No can witnesses. You, can you also bribe them? No, just threaten or kill. I'm assuming you killed a lot of witnesses. I. There's an honor system in the second game, um, so I try to do as little killing as I could because you know what it's like. You you play a game with an honor system, and as much as you want to be the bad guy, you, you've got to be the good guy. Except for punching the reporter in Mass Effect Two. Not played it. Trust me, you'll punch the reporter. Yeah. Oh yeah. How can you not? <laughs> I give it a go. <laughs> okay, so. With Red Dead Redemption, as I've said, the DLC I've never touched. It's been a very long time since I've played this game, so I honestly don't have a huge amount to talk about it. But I do want to ask, uh, I don't remember specifically which one was out at the time. I've got a thing in my head that it was four, but what makes it better than, say, a Grand Theft Auto for you? I don't know, until... Until Grand Theft Auto V came out, I'd I'd never completed a GTA game. Um, I I think playing Red Dead Redemption through, that may have been the difference. I've I've still never gone back and played uh, GTA Four. I I know Rockstar games there. It's it's just mission, 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 mission. But I just found everything before GTA V tedious, which is why I I think that. Um, that that's my main reason for for preferring uh, Red Dead Redemption over GTA Four. No, that's fair. Like I'm not gonna say I didn't have fun playing them, but I never really truly enjoyed the three D Grand Theft Autos until Number Five. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'd like to stop enjoying it now and maybe see what comes next. But you know that's not my decision. So. And I mean, like I say, the 3D ones, not a huge fan until 5 came. Had fun playing them. Vice City had a lot of just genuinely entertaining bits in it. Is it but... Vice City or was it GTA 3 where you could take drugs and then punch people like 20 feet? I have no it idea. I can't feel like it's a Vice City thing, but it could easily be 3. It, it sounds like a Saints Row thing, to be entirely honest, but Honestly, not sure. Vice City, I had a lot of fun with, uh, but I, 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 even though I've, been, I've completed GTA Five, I, I think the GTA game I spent most time on, and never got anywhere near finishing, was GTA Two. Um, didn't it, it was the last of the the top down ones. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the top down ones. Um, didn't didn't really focus too much on missions in that either. Just drove around killing people, stealing cars. I, I always like getting your missions out of the payphones and that as well. It's such a random Yeah, thing. yeah. It is a lot of good fun. But, I mean, before we do move on, anything specific about Red Dead Redemption you'd like to chat about before we do? 
not really. Okay, so in that case, let's move on. Like I said, I I, I know obviously we've known each other a long time personally, and I would probably say your true descent into the gaming started when you got together with Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's you, even then, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. But even then, in recent years, your gaming has definitely got a lot heavier than it would have been. So I'm kind of curious if we can like rewind as far back as you can remember to what got you hooked into gaming. Obviously, when I say as far back as you remember, I fully expect this to be probably within the time I've known you. Not back to when you were a little kid, though. Maybe there's something. So, what what is your oldest memories of gaming, and what got you hooked in? Well, if you want to talk about my oldest memories of gaming, it would have been playing the Super Nintendo, like playing Super Mario and Super Mario Kart with my mum uh, on on the Super Nintendo. That that's probably my oldest memory of gaming. Maybe Duck Hunt on the NES. Definitely, um, definitely Super Mario. I've just got to say, if you were playing Mario Kart with your mum, I bet she beat you every time as well, didn't she? It was, you know, I'm stuck on Rainbow Road. Can you do this for me, please? <laughs> Sam, I don't believe you reached Rainbow Road on the Super <laughs> Mario Kart and the snares, I'll be honest. Uh, believe what you will. <laughs> but uh, that's fair enough. So, obviously, in recent years now, then, seen as... You know, this is more where you would say you've become a gamer, as it were. What, what, what's got you hooked into it recently, gaming wise? Because I know the real answer is Holly Games a lot. But yeah. what games got you hooked in? Obviously, if you're going to talk about a particular game that's a pick that you've got coming up, feel free to just bypass that. But just the general, what else around it got you in? T- to be honest, it was it was Holly playing games, and then me sort of being like, "Oh, what's that then? I'll give that a go." So I think I think Left for Dead may have been one of the first ones that we played like together. Um, but no, in fact, really back in the early days was when I took my Xbox 360 over her house and we played Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2. And we play that like into the early hours. Those oh, days. Uh, and then, so from from that, I was a COD kid, and then she got me into Battlefield. Uh, I think the first first Battlefield game that we bought together to play was Bad Company Two, which was like I know those games are for they're they're for multiplayer. But the story in Battlefield by Company Two is is fantastic. It's so fucking funny. Um, it's literally it's the bad company. It's the rejects. Um, Fair enough. I mean, you know full well I haven't played that story, so I might have to have a look at that. Some interesting stuff. Definitely a two wildly different eras there between your yeah. earliest memories and when you really got into it. So that's oh, there, cool. there, there were games in between, but I think oh, my. Bad. My my descent in, into gaming was was Call of Duty early hours of the of the morning. That's fair. I remember doing that back in the day as well. But 
thankfully you've grown since then, Sam. You've yeah. played a lot of different games since then. And hopefully, even with the nostalgia, you now realise Call of Duty is vastly overrated in so many aspects. Now, in fairness, the older ones had a lot more to them. But some of the I, more recent are... Hmm. I, I sort of... I, I wish that um, the Medal of Honor games were more successful post-Call of Duty era, post, you know, that sort of when things became the online, because the story modes in, in Medal of Honor were, were, were great. Um, particularly the European Assault, where you land on the beaches of Normandy and that sort of start of the game. But yeah, I, I digress. No, no, that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to talk about games, and it's good to hear different things, and these are all games that haven't really got any talk on the podcast at all yet because well, the vast majority of uh, my guests are from the Super Metroid community, so we get a lot of retro games and then a couple of other games that people are kind of hooked on. So let's let's move on a little bit then. Sorry, can I just... I know I mentioned the playing Super Mario with my mum. When my mum got me a PlayStation... And we'd play together uh, Spyro. I think it's the first PlayStation game I had. Played Sp- playing Spyro with her and Crash Bandicoot. Um, but Spyro's got a lot. I- I've not played it recently. I've got it. I picked it up on Humble, Humble Bundle uh, last year. I've not played it. But that's- that game's got a lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah, I picked it up at the same time as you know. And to be honest... I, I have played through all three of them, 100% of them. I had so much fun with the Spyro trilogy. Haven't started the Crash trilogy yet. I'll be honest, not quite as big a fan of those games. But I am looking forward to playing them. Yeah, I was, I was more of a fan of Crash Bandicoot than Spyro, but Spyro's got more nostalgia. No, that's fair. Uh, so, as we're saying, let's move on. Let's go on to your second pick, please. Uh, second pick, and I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say probably the first sports game that's been mentioned is John Aluma Rugby. I don't mean like the 2015 one that came out on the Xbox, PlayStation One, John Aluma Rugby, probably the best rugby game that's ever been made. I, I mean. <clears throat> I'm not sure it's probably, I'm pretty sure it's definitively, even if the only reason you put it ahead is Bill McLaren's commentary. Absolutely. Uh, This is a game that I was like 98% sure you were going to pick. It's a game that, you know, I I, I bought a PlayStation 2 just to play this because I picked up a copy. Yeah. So I I went on a PlayStation 2 hunt. Yeah, I remember. We went to a couple of places, managed to get one, and I'm pretty sure they had... Donalamu at the same time, didn't they? Yeah. 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 That was a bit of a win. Uh, don't know, I think I've come around to have a game with that, so we're going to have to do that at some point. But, Donalamu Rugby, so this is definitely a game that I'm pretty sure, unless you're going to include Skate, that this is the first sports game picked on this podcast. Okay. Uh, skate is sport. It's first ball sport, then. <laughs> it's first, definitely first the first sport. rugby game and we've gone in big for the first one so let's let's get straight to the important question why 
done a lot of new rugby. I didn't have a lot of games uh, when I had a PlayStation 1 as a kid. And my copy of it was scratched to fuck. But I would I would happily spend like 10 minutes sat in front, just not, in, not even in front of the TV, just sat in front of the PlayStation, just breathing on the fucking disc, rubbing it, putting it back in, trying it. Froze at the same spot it always does. Take it back out, blow on it, breathe on it, give it a wipe, put it back in until it worked, and I'd spend hours on it. Obviously, the, the, the graphics on it compared to modern rugby games are shit. There's no two ways about that. But it's just... Modern games have tried, but the gameplay on it, like it, it's it's so simple, it's magnificent. Uh, it just it just works. Modern games, they I think modern games try, modern rugby games try too hard. Luma rugby is it's it's almost perfect, and as you mentioned, the commentary is fantastic. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Anybody who has not played or has never even heard of this game, which I'm sure there will be some. I promise you. See if you can find video of it. See if oh, you can find. Go on wherever. YouTube. There'll be plenty. Because just just to listen to the commentary on this game, Bill McLaren was an absolutely legendary rugby commentator, and some of the lines they recorded for this game are, oh, they are beautiful. And I'll I'll, I'll try not to to murder it, but. Uh... Oh, mercy me, what a tackle. They've put him in Ward 4. I hope not, Bill. That's a maternity ward. Just fucking gems, man. Oh, there, there is many more than that. One of my all-time favourites was uh, he's digging like a demented mole. Digging like a demented mole. <laughs> like a Sherman tank going up the field there. That's it. Like, genuinely, go check it out. Listen, because our... Are quoting the lines and it's, it's Sam's done no, no justice, absolutely no justice at all. Yeah, your terrible impersonation of Bill McLaren <laughs> was, for starters, an insult to the man's name. But yeah, really not doing it justice. <laughs> right. So one thing you said was about how John Alonso rugby is very simple compared yeah. to a lot of new rugby games. And this is something I agree with you on, and I do also think it's a big part of the success of this game. Because while not a worldwide smash within, particularly in nations where rugby is a major sport, it, it was a reasonably successful game for what it was. I mean, oh yeah, the only reason we still get rugby games at all every now and again is because this game worked. Oh, it definitely set set um, foundations. Yeah, and one of the things is that rugby is like literal rugby, real life. You know it, I know it. You know, I played for years. You're still playing now. Well, not literally right now, but you know not, what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Fucking COVID. It is an incredibly intricate sport. The rules yeah. can get ridiculously complicated. What different positions are expected to do at different parts of the game wildly complicated at different points like the scrum rules alone like nobody knows what the scrum rules are anymore it it doesn't help they change every like three four years but yeah that's generous three four years is (laughs) generous but uh, it's like when you hear uh, people complaining about the refs not uh, 
refereeing the scrums properly in real life, and you're just like, how can you blame the ref? To be honest, I think knows what the rules are anymore. I, I, I don't think, I don't think the refs want scrums in rugby anymore. I think they just want to get them over and done with. So like, I don't give a shit what you do. Just get the ball in, get it out, please. <laughs> yeah, basically, but um, a lot of the modern games, as you say, they like overcomplicate. I, I, I would just say they try to do too much with it. Yeah, like, they try to give you a lot of technical options, sort of like from the break of the ruck, from the back of the scrum, from the line-out. But John O'Donnell Rugby makes it very simple. Yeah, it, it, it gives you the, the, the basic elements of the game. Doesn't doesn't overcomplicate it. And just it's just fun to play. And eventually, you can play and unlock Team Lomu, where all 15 players on the team are John Olamu, who... Some- as you might guess from his name being on the game, is the best player in the game. <laughs> if 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 you want to know, uh, obviously you've seen it, but the the, the listeners, if they, if they want to know about the power of John Olumu, just go to YouTube and search John Olumu runs over English defence, because that man literally runs over the English defence. Uh, he is he, he was a beast of a player. Uh, so cool that we got to have him playing in Wales for a couple of years. Yeah, actually got to see him play in the flesh, like not what he was before his no. illness, but uh, what a legend, you know. Absolutely. So with John Lomb Rugby, then, what's what's your favourite thing about the game? Um, obviously, you could play as a lot of countries, particularly Wales. Um, but also because at the time it was it was it was shortly after the '95 World Cup, I think it came out. So a little, later a, than that. little bit later, okay. So there there was a lot of teams in it that they're around. Like it, it, it was it was all obviously modern games will have club teams in, but uh, John Lumen was all internationals. So a lot of the teams they're around now, but they don't you don't really see them like Ivory Coast. Uh, the Republic of China, Taiwan, I think that is now. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's like a little dip into like modern history in a way. Yeah, there's um keeps it simple in that there's there's not a lot of choice in that it's, it's only international countries. Um, but you you could play if you're playing with a friend, you could play as two of the best teams in the world. So at the time you look in New Zealand, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, or you could play as Two of the worst teams in the world, so we could play Ivory Coast versus China. I think Spain's in that game as well, and they're definitely not on the scene anymore. Well, I mean, they're still on the B tier, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, no, in fairness, it's a pretty small lineup, and looking at it, it was '97 it came out, so okay. it was you know a year or two two years after that World Cup. So it was, it was just after John Olumu exploded onto the, the world scene, literally exploded. He did not literally explode. He figuratively but... exploded. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It was huge. And I always remember the, I think it was an Adidas advert where he like knocks over the truck or hits the van and it sort of like rocks back and forth. Yeah. Like, I always remember that. Like, the dude was a beast and rightfully like... so the best rugby game ever made is named after him. Eighteen stone for a winger, 
he was something like six foot two and like fifteen yeah. stone when he was like for the people who don't know like a, a winger is supposed to be like the fastest people on the pitch not usually the biggest but this guy was a monster he was usually the biggest on the pitch he was bigger than some of the forwards in that team yeah. generally in rugby as you know the, the forwards are the big guys the forwards the are the fatties. Tend to be the quick guys yeah did you just say the forwards are the fatties the forwards are the fatties that's, that's the way it is I, I'm a forward myself I can say it yeah I was a forward too <laughs> <laughs> I did get to play in the centre a couple of times though so you know mixing it up but John Long Rugby if I remember correctly it does have a challenge mode on it as well doesn't it it, it, it has a, a really good challenge mode that I've not seen replicated anywhere because um, the one that I specifically remember is you can literally play out like the last ten minutes of the World Cup yep. final from ninety five. So you get the World Cup final. There's, uh, I think, one of them is Wales versus Ireland. Last few minutes of a Wales v Ireland match, maybe Six Nations. Um, oh, well, but yeah, five at the time. But yeah, Five Nations. Yeah, damn, it's a long time ago. I know it only lasted another two years after this game as well. Yeah. Um, but no, there was oh, almost always you were the side that was down. Maybe there was one or two where you, you had the lead and you had to keep it. But almost always you were down a few points, down a score or two, having to try and get back within like a minute or two of yeah. gameplay. Obviously, 10 minutes on the clock, minute, two, maybe three minutes gameplay. Well, the one that I specifically remember is playing as South Africa in that final Yep. With the objective being to get that drop goal to win the game, or the score, I suppose, to win the game. Hmm. Um, sorry for anyone who's just had the 95 World Cup. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, some of the people who I've had on this podcast weren't born when that happened, so. I was four. I was, I was three, because I, I wouldn't even know my birthday then. But, uh, yeah, we've spent most of this time talking about rugby as opposed to the game itself, but that's pretty appropriate because we've covered all the important points of the game. Rugby is awesome. Bill McLaren is awesome. John Alamo is awesome. All three are in this game. Therefore, awesome. Yeah, that's a fucking brilliant roundup. <laughs> I do have to ask, though, did... Did you ever get to the point when you were younger where you got to play Team Lamu? I don't think I ever did. I, I'll hold my hands up there. It was pain. Like, <laughs> like people who play games now and are just like, ah, oh, this is so frustrating. Ah, oh, this is so, so, you know, so unnecessarily hard, artificially more difficult than it needs to be. Don't even come at me. Like, like they, they need to try this because Team Lamu just. Brutalizes I, I, everyone. I don't think I ever got to the point where I got to play as Team Lamu, but I think, I think they were cheat codes. Oh, they were definitely cheat codes. So you, I think I, 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 I unlocked Team Lamu through cheat codes. Yeah, because I only ever played with them through the cheat code. Because I, I may be wrong on the specifics, but if I remember correctly, to unlock them normally, you had to beat them. 
Um, no, yeah, yeah, no, that, that definitely rings a bell. And yeah, like I'm sorry, but even playing as New Zealand against Team Normal was a was a fucking difficulty. Oh yeah, like every team. But the thing is that that game has in in the general world of gaming a fairly niche market. Oh yeah. And then within that market, the people who actually got the game enjoyed gaming and played it enough to be good enough to beat Team Lomu are probably at most a handful of people. I agree with that. Possibly today, there's you know, if there's people who like going back and play retro games, which we know there are. I play a lot of Super Metroid, had to get a mention in. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a serious challenge, and I can only imagine how somebody who doesn't really understand rugby would go against it. Never mind, you know, a rugby video game that's well, uh, was that twenty three years old? Wow, wow, that's crazy! I like. Even though I said it, it was 97, I never really thought about that. Doesn't register, does it? No, it's crazy. That is that is pretty wild. Well, let's move on from this. Let's not get too depressed. It's not so much depression, it's more... <laughs> well, I suppose it is an element of depression, but more disgust that <laughs> no company out there has That's come cool. close to making a game as yeah. good as this. I will say, I'll have to check what it was called, there was a Rugby League game on the original Xbox. Never played any of the Rugby League games. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was called, but I only remember it specifically because uh, one of my brothers had it, and it was a fun rugby game. And like the, the EA ones on the PlayStation, no thank you. Sorry, but just just EA who make their name off doing the least amount of work possible on their video games. Oh, they the sports ones every year. They go just, way too far with rugby every time. Every every year, like I'm gonna say FIFA, Madden. I'd imagine NA, the NHL games just copy paste, copy paste new roster, copy paste new roster. Yeah, you know, once every three, four years you'll get some sort of change. New feature. Yeah, and I mean, maybe every ten or so years you'll get a major change, like with the NHL introducing the hit stick stuff uh, and the twin stick controls, which in fairness was a massive improvement, but we're not here to talk about that. So, yeah, let's, let's move on from this. Uh, because I'm pretty sure we're going to end up getting bogged down for the next hour talking about rugby otherwise. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So, before we do move on to your third game, let's throw a little something else in here. Uh, Obviously, as we've discussed, you you probably wouldn't until more recently in your life have described yourself as a gamer. That's fair. I would say these days you are actually up to date to some degree on what's going on in the world of gaming. So is there any games coming up that have got you excited, interested in that you're just like, I am looking forward to that one? I don't think so, to be honest. The last time I did feel like that 
was when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, actually. Um, and just, I'm really disappointed. Cause I don't really play... I don't have an Xbox One or a PS4. Sort of drifted off the console gaming post-Xbox 360, got onto the PC, as you know. Blame so I just... that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you say blame. It's, it's a good thing. Um, yeah. I... That's yeah. The last time I felt like that was when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, and I was I was just just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to be. Uh, obviously, it was really heavily rumored just after it came out. There were all the sort of people doing the the mining, is it, through all the code, um, and all the all the information being there that it was going to come out on PC, and just waiting and waiting and waiting. But that's the last time I sort of I I felt like that. Don't think there's anything I'm really excited for at the moment. Fair enough. I mean, I don't think it was data mined. I just think there was such a forceful voice coming from the part of the community that we want this on PC. They will put this on PC. Yeah. And when Grand Theft Auto V moved on to PC, obviously that lends credence to the argument. Yeah, and it just seems that it's always a couple of years, but eventually Rockstar do move their stuff over to the PC or port it over to the PC. But, no, I get that. that There's not always games coming up that I'm particularly excited about. I mean, Metro Prime 4 is one that I am very excited for the eventual release of, but I know it's not going to be tomorrow, it's not going to be in six months. You know, we don't even have anything beyond a single shot, screenshot, basically, that says Metro Prime 4 is coming. How do you know it's coming? Because Nintendo announced it. Oh, so they have it. Okay. Well, I, was, I was just going to ask, like, is it is it a sort of um, is it a Half Life Three sort of situation where no, we're sort of praying for it? No, no. Um, they did announce it. It was being made by, I believe, it was Bandai Namco. Uh, okay. Who make all the Dragon Ball Z games? Street uh, Fighter as well. It was Namco? That was Capcom. Capcom. Yeah. Just showing that your lack of knowledge now, Sam. That's me. <laughs> no, but uh, it was being developed by them. Uh, supposedly, when they presented what they had to Nintendo, Nintendo weren't happy about it. They went, delete it. We're going to start from scratch, and we're going to take it over to Retro Studios, who made the original Metroid Prime series. So, you know, good for the fans of the games overall, because... Yeah. We know it's gone to a studio that understands the series at least because they gave us three great games already. No, no, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, no, but that's good. Uh, well, let's just go straight on to your third pick, I guess. So, as soon as you're ready, please. So, my third one is City Skylines. Okay, so City Skylines. This is a game that was briefly mentioned when I was talking with Cheese Reaver in the pre. In the previous episode, sometimes I can't remember what order these were put up compared to when they were recorded. But game that he loves, game that I love, and as he said, it is the Sim City that we deserved and never got. So I first... I I'd agree with that. There we go. First question for you, same as always: Why Cities Skylines? To quote Emperor Palpatine. Unlimited power. 
just having the power to 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 do what obviously there were some boundaries but pretty much to do whatever the fuck you wanted in that game in terms of building a city um underground overground tunnels bridges in layouts everything it's just just being the overlord of of your city i'm sure it's a fantasy a lot of people have held being in that position of power um and it's a relatively cheap way to do it <laughs> fair enough i mean it's an interesting way to put it i personally would have just gone i love city builders and i love city sims and this is the the tippy top the cream of the fucking crop this is the best one out there when you're just talking about pure city simulations and city building simulation no, I, I, I'd agree with all of that. <laughs> but my answer as well. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't fault it. This is an absolutely great game. And as I said to uh, Cheese Reaper when you mentioned it, when I play these sort of games, I am notoriously bad for managing my city as a whole. There will always be a problem and something will always burn down well see usually and i'm, I'm sure you, you you probably agree usually the problem is traffic which is why skylines definitely which is which is why you need uh i think it's the traffic king king traffic something like that mod just so when the traffic gets really bad get rid of the cars and then and then the cars will slowly build back up <laughs> brilliant that's what I, unlimited power that's I, I don't think i've played with that mod to be honest so oh, i mean it, it, there's there's some there's, there's some good features with it like you can um uh add and remove traffic lights to to cross sections and stuff change signs um put uh lane directions in so if someone you, you can make people go in the lanes that you you, you can People want to go somewhere; they go in a particular lane. Um, but no, yeah, definitely. Like when you're getting, when you you city's full of cars and and nothing's going well, and you're just getting a little bit stressed, you just delete the fucking traffic. I'm gonna have to give this one a go. I can't lie. Uh, yeah. So to be honest, most of that just sounds like, and this is gonna sound ridiculous because there's so much in that game to begin with already, but. It's just basic quality of life improvements to help you enjoy playing the game more. Yeah. You're spending less time dealing with the fact that these assholes can't drive. <laughs> it's the only mod I've downloaded. Like, there's loads on the um, Steam Workshop. Yeah, that's it. For like people have obviously fucking designed buildings and roads and bridges to look a particular way, to look like they're from a particular place. I'm not really interested in that. Um... Just give me fucking control of the traffic and control of building the city. You will start out with the grid system just to get everything built and then you start running out of space and you, you realise you've got to you've got to put an industrial place way over there. I know you can't see, but way over there. And all your fucking residential places over here. You're like, shit, am I going to get a fucking road over there? And you're like, oh, I know. Tunnel. And you end up with a 20 mile tunnel. I don't know. I don't know the dimensions of the game. 20 miles? Why Five not? miles. 
Yeah, to be honest, it sounds like you're stressing yourself out just talking about it, never mind actually playing it. I, I, I am, but I really want to play it now. <laughs> it's an addictive kind of stress. <laughs> oh, definitely. No, I can definitely understand. As I said, I, I love these games, uh, these games in general, but this game in particular. And I, I remember there was a period where obviously you, myself, and Holly were all running our own cities and uh, doing stuff, and it was great fun. Sure, I, remember, about I, it. I remember when it was there was a point. Um, there were there were other games involved as well, particularly Civilization Four, oh, but like yeah. where the three of us would be crowded around the PC, like three people trying to make decisions uh, <laughs> on 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 what to do with the city. Yeah, we had a good laugh with these things. Oh yeah, we had a very good laugh, making up dickish names for towns. That was more so on Civilization, but yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely named some towns some ridiculous things on Civilization. Uh, I think one of my all-time favourite ones was literally just naming the towns 1, 1A, 1B, <laughs> 2, 2A, 2B, and then having no idea where I'd actually put anything. You know when you get like a thousand turns into the game and somehow yeah. it's nowhere near done. Gandhi's trying to kill you and you're just like... Gandhi's got nuclear weapons. As always. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's... Oh, man. Those are some good times. Some You're good sending times. in cavemen to deal with fucking marines. <laughs> Just because somehow they've survived and you've not upgraded them. Yeah, there's always at least one unit that you do that to in the civilization. So, going back to City Skylines for a second. I suppose it's not going back to that, but... Have you played any of the more recent SimCities? No. The last SimCity game I remember having any sort of interaction with, I was in primary school, and somehow we had it on a PC in the school, and everybody's favourite thing to do was to set natural disasters, like a tornado or fucking <laughs> UFOs, fires. It, like, just... Go on a, a preloaded city and just, hey, fucking meteor shower. Yeah, let's not lie, though. I mean, before you turn off city skylines, you're saving it, and then natural disaster in your town. Um, I, I'm more a fan of setting up uh, a hydroelectric dam and slowly flooding the town. I oh, did see yeah. saw a fantastic video recently on uh, YouTube. Somebody had sort of Basically, they terraformed the landscape, sort of like a straight-up... It was, it was like a volcano, but with like 90-degree edges. Cars driving up it and everything. And they put all the sewage works at the top, filling the inside uh, of this thing until it got to the top full of shit. And then they set an earthquake, and it just sort of... Shit just overflowing, flooding the city. That was really fun. Because just like with Cheese Reaver's mention of RimWorld, you cannot have a video game without finding someone who wants to do something somewhat sick and twisted with it. Oh, yeah. Give somebody a city building game and they will fuck with people's lives. Yeah, basically. Any sort of sim, going to do it. It's just how it is. Yeah. So, with City Skylines... Uh, Let's exclude traffic from this because that's an obvious answer. 
Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite part of the game? Least favorite part of the game. It's gonna sound gonna sound like a real fucking hippie, right? Okay. But it's the early parts of the game where you don't have the good technology and you're dumping your sewage into the rivers. Really fucking. Really wish I could get around that without cheats. Because it's it's I've I've never used cheats on City Skylines. I've never been sort of tempted to be like unlimited money. I've always just honest, played. I, I didn't realize there was cheats for it. Part no, yeah, I've always just just played the game. Like I suppose inevitably, I know there is cheats for it because it's that sort of game. It's going to have them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Never like, even thought about them really. Maybe not even. It may not even be a cheat. It may just be an option in the menu to turn off. Budgeting in a way, oh, like, like an infinite money option. Yeah, well, it makes sense. But no, yeah, I, I, I like, I, could you set your fucking um, sewage plants, and then you buy another square, so you got to move them down river, because people want to live next to the river. Uh, but then the river's fucking polluted for ages after afterwards, and then eventually you can buy water treatment plants, but there's still always a bit of pollution. No, I get it. And to be honest, uh, I'm kind of wondering if you do this for the same reason I do, because that's actually something that bugs me about the game. And as ridiculous as this may sound, I literally think it's just because I've grown up in a coastal town. I've always been by the beach. I've never been far from it. And it's just something you become painfully aware of is how much it must suck not to have that. Yeah. I, I, there's probably some subconscious part of it. Yeah. No, well, it's it's a little bit like the the thing with what I was talking about with Cheese Reaver, and I know we mentioned it earlier, where when you play a game that gives you options, you always choose the good options. And yes. as Cheese Reaver said, he does it because even being a bad guy in a video game, he feels a little bit guilty. And it's it's a very similar thing, just yeah. translated into a less of an indivi- individual aspect. Yeah, you want to be you want to be a good mayor, like you don't want to be the mayor who pumps shit into the river. There's got to be someone out there who wants to be that, though, isn't there? Well, it obviously give somebody a city building game and they will shit over everyone. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that that YouTube video proves it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think I think I think uh, a lot of people would. It's gonna sound again. It's gonna sound like real heavy-ish, but like. Not that there's anything wrong with being a heavy, but you just don't want to pollute the river. You want to do the best you can in that game without destroying your city's landscape or waterscape. Oh, that's fair. I mean, the one thing that I would like to see in the game, and perhaps there is DLC that makes this more of a factor, but I'd like to see more of a sort of like varied natural environment for your given map so like building like a city in the desert or city in oh yeah, that'd be cool frozen north like something like that just just a slight difference yeah i don't think you it's know. one of the standard maps but you're probably right that there is a there's probably a dlc for that there's probably a mod if there's not dlc for it to be honest it's yeah. you know that sort of game's got a mod for everything okay so I'm going to move us on from City Skylines because it's kind of a difficult game to spend a lot of time talking about just because of the style of game that it is. Yeah. So 
we're going to move on to basically our last little breakup section before your final pick. And I'm fairly certain you're going to be aware of this. Uh, but with you to the island, we are also going to let you take one album, one movie or book, and oh. one luxury item. So, what are you taking? So it's a movie or a book? Yep, one or the other. And I will insult you if you choose a movie. But <laughs> I'll insult you anyway when I see you personally, so... <laughs> uh, you'll probably do both. Yeah. Um, anyway, if I'm on a desert island, I'm probably going to be chilling out on the beach quite a bit, aside from playing games. I think I'm going to take... Part of me wants to take like Bowie's Greatest Hits. And then yeah, another part of me wants to take like a really recent album, um, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost by The Falls. I'll take that. I'm going to take Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost by The Falls. Okay. Uh, it's, what it's what I'm feeling at the moment. I've definitely heard of the band, but jog my memory, who are The Falls? Uh, they are an English band. Uh, sort of indie... Like, imagine... Probably going to be really, really wrong, right? But imagine, imagine indie folk crossed with punk. It's like an erratic indie folk. Erratic indie folk music. Okay. Fair less, enough. more indie, less folk, and again a little bit less punk. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. If that's what you're feeling at the moment, that's, that's what you're feeling. That's that's that's, that's what I think. Other people may think they may may put them into another sort of category or multiple yeah. categories. I mean, this has been mentioned before, and I like to stick with very vague categories. Uh, I'm sure I've heard something by the Foles. Oh, you probably have. Leaning towards it being somewhat folksy, to be entirely honest. No, uh, it, it, it depends on the track it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But that's your album. So next then, one um, movie or one book? Is it is it one book or can I take a trilogy? <laughs> oh man, I'm so rumbled on this. You could take a trilogy. Okay. Uh you would probably think when I said trilogy, you're probably thinking Lord of the Rings. But it's it's the Hater series. Um the first book is called Hater, second book is Dog Blood, and the third book is called Them or Us. Um and it's sort of it's not it's not a zombie book, but it's it's not, it's not a zombie book in that people don't turn into zombies. But it's sort of um, is like a, a disease that turns like half the population into psychos, um, and they can smell the people who haven't been turned into these psychos. Um, and it's written from the point of view of this one guy who fuck it spoilers. Has um, who has become because you find out early on in the book anyway, he he becomes one of these psychos, um, and it's just about how he deals with that over the course of like a couple of years, I think. But it's 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 a really fantastically well written book by a guy called David Moody. Okay, I'm I'm slightly curious about one thing. So if it's from his perspective, I'm assuming then the reason you say not really zombies is because he is actually fully aware. 
Like, do you actually get a story from his point of view? Or do you oh yeah, have... he, he, he's fully aware of the situation. The the people don't turn into they don't turn into like mindless flesh eaters. They are they look like everyone else. Um, aside from the fact that they are psychos, they're completely undetectable. So do they do they hunt non psychos? Um, without getting too much into it, yeah, they they sort of they survive on. I guess it's like the adrenaline of slaughtering these anyone who's not been affected by this illness. Okay, so psychos is an appropriate term then. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I I'd recommend it. It's, it is a really good book. I, I've not even heard of them until you just mentioned them, which I'm slightly surprised that you ever mentioned them before, or is it something you've read fairly recently? No, I I, I read it, uh, I think I first read it maybe maybe about 10 years ago. Holly's brother had it, had the first book. I borrowed it off him. Fucking loved it. Uh, then he bought the second, I don't know why I didn't buy it, he bought the second book, I read that, and, and again the third book. But yeah, it was, it's. I don't, I, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't mentioned it before. It It's well worth a read. Fair enough, fair enough. So, well, there's some books for people to check out. And I guess that leaves us with your one luxury item. One luxury item. Mm. Can I have a freezer full of tip-tops? A freezer full of tip Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Cool. I have a freezer full of tip-tops, please. And for anyone who might not be aware, tip-tops, because I know, like, Depending on where you're from, even within the UK, they're known as different oh, things. Yeah. But it's basically just like ice lolly sticks, you know, where you cut off the plastic top and just push them up as you go through them. Oh, yeah, one, one of them on the beach, listening to the falls with a book. Yeah. While having a break from your fall games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, yeah, freezer full of tip tops. I'm pretty sure that's going to work out cheaper than. Uh, for example, has, any, has anyone said like a helicopter, a boat? No. Okay. No, no one has. But in fairness, within the context of the show, uh, you're on an imaginary island in my head, so you're not getting very far with them anyway. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> in your head. Not literally in my head. But no, I, just, I was just thinking like a, a, a megaphone that would allow me to send subliminal thoughts. Uh, do you know the but worst no. bit? I, yeah. I I would literally like let's say hypothetically that 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 was how it worked. That was possible. I'm pretty sure sometimes I'd think stuff and be like, "That was Sam." <laughs> <laughs> like, I just uh, know I, you that well. I'll I'll go on my freezer full of tip tops. <laughs> I mean, in fairness. You could pick a helicopter just because you want to fly around in a helicopter if you wanted to, but yeah, you know, give you a headache, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not getting you off the island either. <laughs> uh, fair enough. So yeah, that's pretty good. We've got a series of books, we've got an album, and we got a freezer full of tip tops. Got a particular brand you want to request while we're at it? Like or flavor? <sighs> or do you want to mix flavors? I'll have. I'll have cola, and I've never seen them, but I'd imagine somebody's got to make, like, apple flavour. Um, Mr. Freeze. I think it's Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze tip-tops? 
I don't know what they're called. I know, I know the logo of the brand you're talking about, even though I'm not sure what brand you're actually talking about because I don't know the name of it. It's but, They're the ones in all the corner shops. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the ones I was thinking of. Okay, so, yeah, let's, let's move on. Let's go straight on to your fourth game. On to my fourth game. Sort of... Not really. No, not really. I'm not saying a similar vein to City Skylines, but completely different. Empire Total War. Okay. Now, I'm a fan of the Total War series, have been since the release of the original Shogun, but I somehow suspect you've got more hours in the more recent ones than I have. So, tell us a little bit about Empire Total War specifically. Uh, well, it's it's set during the the age of the of the empires. You can play as as, as a few different ones: the British Empire, the French Empire, Prussian Empire, um, as well as a, a whole bunch of different ones. There's the story mode where you you can start off as basically the thirteen colonies, and it comes to a point where if you do this. Then the 13 colonies become America. If you do this, then the 13 colonies stay the 13 colonies and band across America. It's, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've played the other ones. You're right, I've probably got more hours logged on the more recent ones than you do. But probably because it was the first one I played, as well as, I like the, st- like, not the style of the game, but the style of the time, the, the uniforms and everything. Probably why it's my favourite one. So more uh, historically rather than interests you, as it were. Yeah. No, that's fair. I can definitely get down with that. I think that's that's a big part of the appeal of the Total War games in some ways. They're all fun games. The style of game is great fun, especially if you you know if you have an interest. I can understand people not liking it because while generally most people who I know who are gamers say they like at least one of them. I can completely understand that not being someone's style of game. Oh, yeah. But I do think then when you're picking out which is your preferred one, it tends to come down very much to, I suppose, with the release of like the Warhammer ones, it's definitely less just time period as an option now. But for the most part, it was, what's your preferred time period? Yeah. So... Like, I always enjoyed, uh, is it Medieval 2? Medieval 2 is good. Yeah. Uh, crusading. Yeah, that was that one was a lot of fun. Like, I always enjoyed all of them, like I say. I loved the original Shogun, and that is a lot more simplified than what they, they became. I think show, the original Shogun is the only one I haven't played. Wow, Sam. So disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm that way. I'm disappointing. Yeah, no, I get where you come from. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go back to Empire Total War. So, where roughly does this fit into the series? Do you know which ones came around it? I think it's like the fourth one that came out. Uh, Rome came out before it, and Medieval 1 came out before it, and I'm going to say Shogun came out before it as well. I think it came out not too long before I played it. In fact, I think the first time I played it was a demo, and it was on a really shitty laptop that wasn't even made for playing games, and took an age to load. 
but I stuck with it just because just because the it was a game set in a time frame in a in a time period that I have an interest in. Well, that's fair. So looking it up, it was the fifth in the series, right after Medieval Two. Um, I Medieval Two as well. Okay. Yeah, and well, looking at it, I you know what I haven't actually really followed the series with any great things since about two thousand fifteen because uh, Shogun Two. No, Tiller. Okay. Yeah, Shogun Two was a couple of years before that, but Shogun Two was a really good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that was that was that's pr- pr- it's probably um, for me. It's Empire, and then Shogun too. To be honest, I wish I, at the moment I think they're making there is there is there is a Chinese. The most recent one was the Chinese one, three uh, three dragons. Oh, the three kingdoms. Three kingdoms. I think they're working on a Greek one, sort of Troy yeah, saga. Troy. Um, I I I really wish they'd just make an Empire too. That's yeah. that's all I want. Don't get your hopes up because I'm pretty sure you're going to see Total War Warhammer three before that. Yeah. Uh, the Warhammer franchise, like the crossover franchise, seems to have really given them a little boost up. And I suppose in a way, it massively opens up their options on what to do rather than treading through the same periods of war through history. Yeah. Especially fair. unless they want to drift down to more modern wars, where you know. Everything is highly. Yeah, I don't think the. Uh, and... I, I, don't, I don't think the Total War games would work sort of anything after. I think they'd, they'd probably work up until sort of Crimean War, maybe the Boer War. I don't think it'd work for like World War One. No. World I, War II. Yeah, I think the mechanization of war in the last sort of like century, century and a half is something that in terms of the game, would diminish the combat side of it. I mean, if you're yeah. someone who sims all your battles, which I don't know why you're playing the game if you want to do that, but, you know, you do you. Uh, but if you're someone who sims all your battles, maybe it would work. But for my liking and what I enjoy about that game is that when you do those combat bits, you got to think tactically. You've got to pick the yeah. right soldiers to match up with the right enemies. You know, you've got to setting your rank file, setting setting your cannons up, setting your cavalry up. You just you couldn't do that with probably because in the last hundred last hundred years you get in sort of smaller squads and you get squads like twelve, as opposed to lines of of soldiers with flintlocks. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, there's huge changeover in what there's there. Uh... Like, I think the the only way, and we're going massively off the game, but sort of talking about other games, the only way sort of the modernization of war works is in a uh, Command and Conquer style game. RTS style game. Yeah. You know, I can understand that. But, I mean, if anybody's going to start revitalizing the, the, the old school style of RTS, like the original, say, Red Alert, for example, give me another Dune game. Please, whoever does it, just just give me another Dune RTS. Still one of the greatest sci-fi franchises of all time. So there are another shout out for Dune because I love the Dune series and I'll enjoy just about anything associated to it. So the only Dune I've I know of, or not know of, the only Dune I've had any sort of interaction with is the third episode of a. 
TV miniseries that was made. One. Yeah, I was I was over your brother's one time, and he was watching it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know he's got them all on DVD, and I'm pretty sure he's got them all on digital as well. So never read it. I've not <laughs> played that game. I, I've, it's, uh, it's, it's, to be honest, those games, Sam, are. They're, they're early nineties. The the last Dune, okay. like the last proper Dune RTS that was really good. Maybe not actually. There may have been one later, but like when it was the big RTS was early nineties. Right. So I don't expect you would have played that. That's something I went back to when I was a bit younger. But right. you know, like I would have only been a few years old when most of them came out. Those came out, but. Oh, it's, 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 Dune's never been something that's flown under my radar. Well, I can understand that game wise, but don't act like you've never heard of Dune. Oh, I've heard of it, and there's like, children, children of Dune. Yeah, that's the sequel. Yeah. I, I know this. I, I know they exist. They just never tickled my fancy. Is this one of those things where I've oversold it? I don't, don't think I've heard. Like, I've only heard you talk about it in the last, like. You've probably mentioned it before, and I've not paid attention. I've 100% mentioned it to you many but times over the years. I think the, the most I've heard it is in the last couple of years. No, that's fair. And I, I think, especially with the, the release of the upcoming movie, it becomes a bit more prevalent in the mainstream view as well. Yeah. Rather than just, oh, is is he rambling on about that book again? <laughs> <laughs> because... Let's be honest as well. Sometimes I, you know, I've been sat there chatting with you or Holly, and then all of a sudden, like me and Holly are on a massive tangent about game, and you're probably sat there going, "What are you on about?" And it <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens the other way as well. Where I mean, we don't get a cup of tea out of it the other way, but like you and me are talking about sports, and Holly sat there going, yep. "Sports ball." I've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. You know, it happens. But I will say, uh, just before I do backtrack to Empire, I'm slightly surprised. I would have predicted you would have taken probably Fallout New Vegas of that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, So, like I said, let's backtrack a little bit to Empire Total War. So, obviously this is, even though it's the fifth game in the series, based on current standards, it is quite an old game. Uh, yeah. Mid-2000s, I believe. Sounds about right. Yeah, because I'm sure Shogun was either very late 99 or during 2000s. And so if you got three or four between, then... You're looking probably, I guess, around 2005, 2006. Uh, Close the tab now. Just uh, 2009. Is it 2009? Yeah. Okay. So, now this is a series new edition gave you some big changes, some new stuff to go with it. Yeah. So, like knowing that you play some of the more recent ones as well, how do you find they compare? 
to to be honest, I prefer the the research system and all that from the Empire game than I do the the more modern games. Okay, what what's what sort of differences are we talking about here? Um, probably because it could be because the obviously with the the show, particularly the Shogun game, it's more definitely it's got to be in the what you're studying is is more relevant to the historic Japanese culture, the, the samurai culture around that period. With the with the Empire one, it, it works similar in in the in Shogun, but it's sort of like the you you have a new settlement. Do you want to build a cottage? Yeah, I build a cottage. Cool, cool. You can now research multiple things. You can research like where it, you start off with one cottage. I think it's Oxford if you start as Britain, and you can research one thing at a time. It takes fucking forever, and then you 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 go through like sixty turns or whatever, twenty five turns. Every X amount of turns, you unlock a new settlement. You put a farm there, you put a school there, or whatever. Um, but no, the, the the way that affects the research system, you put a you can buy a scholar. You can hire a scholar. No, you get assigned them. You get assigned a scholar for meeting certain achievements. Um, you send them to a college, and it speeds up the the learning. So it's probably exactly the same in Shogun, but I've I've paid more attention to it in Empire, and it's just what you can study. There's so much. I think there's more variety of what you can study. Uh, research in Empire Total War. Across you've got like. You've got your military, you've got your civics, and your agriculture. Just yeah, the 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 topics you can like the topics you can research within those things. Uh, I think it's more expansive. I think, I think there's, a, there's a wider variety. It, it's I've spent more time on that game. Very. No, I get it. I mean, it's there's not always a easily explainable reason why you prefer this one over that one when we're talking about two games from the same series with, you know, not that great an amount of time because if Empire's 2009, uh, Shogun 2 would have been, uh, let's think, I was no longer living in Pond de Pre, so you're talking 2012, 2013. Sounds about right. And... So, you know, in, in such a small space of time, it's easy to seem like there's not a great deal of change or very subtle changes or they've just leaned more this way than what they were doing before and so on. But, you know, it's beyond that, it can be difficult to explain the little nuance that makes you prefer, like you say, the research system in Empire versus, say, Shogun 2. So, I get where you're coming from. I mean, I will say, I I think of, of all the historical periods that it covers in the series, that up until probably, Sh- I'm going to say Shogun 2, because that's the last one I really remember getting into. I think the one that I was probably the most familiar with in terms of my general knowledge of the era would have been the Roman Empire. Okay. And I think that's part of the reason why that's probably the one that I generally did the best in, because I already yeah. have a basic understanding of that era, the time, what yeah. the Romans did, their own developments. You know, you do a lot of work of the Romans in school over here. You know that, I know that. 
we're really not doing that much work in school over here on the samurai. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it sounds like pretty much exactly the same reason that I like Empire. I've got more of an interest in, in that and more general knowledge of how shit was. Oh, yeah. And obviously, you are a bit of fan is the right word, but you've got a definitive interest in sort of like that era of wartime history, as it were. I yeah. know I've, you know, I've been around your place and we've been watching something like Time Team or there's oh, been shit, some man. documentary on the TV and usually it's that era of sort of like history if we're sort of actually sat there and you're like, I, I'm just watching this. No, 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 no. That's 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 a pretty accurate description of my interests. <laughs> Some of Should your I, interests, I, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Time Team, I could I could just watch. It sounds really fucking sad, but I could just watch Time Team all day. No, that's like, fair. It's I really mean, a relaxing the, thing. The one I always remember watching the the Copperopolis one with you. Yeah, where no, that's a really good one. They did about obviously the copper industry in in Swansea in our local area. Which was super interesting because it is that sort of show where even if you have a general good knowledge, say for example, in this case, the history of Swansea, you still learn a lot watching oh, that yeah. show. And You're gonna find out a lot. You're gonna find out so much. You you you, you could probably know. You probably like learn fifty percent more of what you already knew. Oh, easily, least. yeah, easily, and I mean. Don't get me wrong, this sort of show is not for anyone, but anybody who does love a bit of, you know, if you've got an interest in a history show and, like, legitimate history shows, not the sort of, like, not serialised, but more sort yeah, of so like dressed like, up, mocked up type stuff. Yeah. Time Team is a good way to go, particularly if you've got an interest in British history. So, if you're interested in that, give Time Team a go. I will warn you, the presenter, the main presenter, is someone who you either like or you don't, and that's that. It's just, just it, it's Baldrick. It's Baldrick from Blackadder. I'm, I'm sure, he, like, I know you said lots of your listeners aren't British, but I'm sure they know what Blackadder is. In fairness, I never said the word lots. I don't think lots applies to the number of yeah. listeners I've got, but yeah. you know, yeah. majority. <laughs> but yeah, anybody who's a fan of Blackadder, the main presenter is Baldrick from Blackadder. But even even like the co-presenters, the actual scientists and, and the historians doing the work, fantastic. The dude wearing the short denim short. I know I'm going to sell the show to everyone here. Yeah, the short denim shorts. With the the long hair and the bald head, what a guy! One of the things that is quite cool about this as well, this show is, and this is going to sound slightly ridiculous, but I remember kind of being into it when I was younger because these people are archaeologists. That's so cool. Yeah, most of what they're digging up is like Roman pots somewhere, like in the northeast of England or something like that. Like, but, yeah, I when you you see like, see they right. We're gonna put a trench here based on on the scans that we've done, and I've watched that show, 
and I've I've literally felt the excitement that they feel when they they find a fucking part of a wall or a bit of a stone floor. Finding an old shit in the ground is is really interesting. No, that's fair. So we're going a little bit off topic here. We're going oh, way all over the place. Oh yeah, but <laughs> you know it's time team respect. So let's wind it back. Uh, Anything else with Empire Total War you'd like to bring up? Um, it's 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 a part of the game I didn't really spend a lot of time on. I I should probably go back and at least focus on that part of the game in terms of battles, the sea battles. No, um, that's fair. So obviously you've got the. I think I never really got into it because I never sort of I don't understand. Naval tactics, maybe, but it, it's it's a really interesting part of the game. Especially obviously, the sail ships. So having to control the sails, get them into position with the cannons and everything. It's it's, it's another part of the game that's quite interesting that I've not spent a lot of time on. No, that's fair. When you said that you don't really understand naval combat, my instant thought was you Any buttons? and myself all playing Sea of Thieves. Oh, Sea of Thieves. Because, <laughs> let's be honest, if we get attacked by another ship, we'll die from discoordination, never mind anything else. <laughs> Who's doing this? Who's doing what? You failing? <laughs> I thought you were the captain. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you were the captain. Because, let's be honest. I'm not the captain, you're the captain. <laughs> just make a decision, Holly. <laughs> you know, but but if you'd have told me to do this, I would have done it. <laughs> I can't think of the number of times I've actually, when playing games with you two, had like one of you go, "Can you do this?" Yes. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you do it? Well, you only asked me if I could. <laughs> uh... it, it's petty. It's childish, but we always have a laugh with games when we play them together. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, whatever we end up playing next, I am really looking forward to it. You should stream it. Uh, streaming's a lot of effort. I <laughs> oh, don't don't announce it or anything. Just like fucking put your stream. On. <laughs> oh man! At, at some point, maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah. Do it, but just don't tell you two that I'm doing it. <laughs> like, uh. I secretly record my friends playing games and play it for people. Check it out. <laughs> what? Oh, what was that title when you were streaming Mario One before? Was it uh, "Come Watch Me Be Terrible at Video Games"? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Venice. It's it's usually you dragging us down. Well, you know, don't ask me things like "Can you do this?" Because yes, I can do this. <laughs> Whether or not I'm going to, it's a different fucking matter. Specificity doesn't hurt anyone in these situations. Well, it does. Like, because let's be honest, some of these insults can get specific at times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't think there's a great deal more that we got to talk about with Empire because we're going off topic a lot, but we've also managed to throw in a bit about a couple of other games. So before we do wrap up, I'm not going to ask you for any details, I'm not going to discuss anything at all, but... Give me three honourable mentions. Three honourable mentions. Can I hazard a guess at a couple for you? Yeah, go on. So, 
as, as I already mentioned it, I'm going to say it again, but Fallout New Vegas. Yes. Uh, I know we've talked about this already, but it wasn't during the episode, so Lord of the Rings Online. Yes. And... Ooh, the third one's quite tough. I don't think you'll get it, to be honest. You still haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest, have you? Yeah, I have. Have you played Will of the Wisps yet? Yeah. Did you finish it? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me this? I did. I, I told you because I was. it was quite funny that Holly started playing these games well before I did because she was so bogged down in work oh, and revision. No, fair enough. So, yeah, I, I don't know what I'd pick for your third one. Maybe like Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk's 2. I hadn't thought about that, to be honest. But it's a, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Such a good soundtrack. I have four honourable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll just say we all love Tony Hawk's. What's, what's the um, third one? Go on. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Ah, uh, I should have known. You spent a lot of time playing it. This, this was a game that I thought when we were talking about games that sort of got you like hooked into gaming. This is one I thought you were possibly going to bring up then because this is the first game that I can remember seeing you spend a lot of time playing. So it's, it's, it's probably... Oh, yeah, it's, it's my favourite of the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, and I'd say Assassin's Creed 3 would come close second to that. And that's Assassin's Creed 3 is up there because of the time period it was set in. Um, that sort of colonial... New world setting. Um, but no, Black Flag. Like, fucking sailing, thing in shanties. Ugh. But let's be honest. It's Assassin's Creed does Pirates of the Caribbean. Or, you know, yeah, no, no, that's that's simply what it is. Like, there, there's literally Pirates of the Caribbean games. There's other Pirates games. But the best Pirates of the Caribbean game is... Isn't even Assassin's a Pirates of the Caribbean game. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is the best. It's... That that aspect of it, like how on earth they haven't managed to just be have Disney throw a license at them to do you know a Pirates of the Caribbean game, I have no idea because Black Flag was basically perfect for it. No, I I completely agree with everything there. But like I said, we're not going to actually discuss these games because just just another one. It's a really recent game, I think. I think it's recent. I've, I've played it recently. Subnautica. Fantastic fucking game. Oh, so, so good. But with that, we're, we're at the end of the show, basically. Uh, now, I know you don't really stream. I don't know if you are particularly active on social media, because, as you know, I'm not. So... Any social media, anything like you want to put out there? Anything you've got coming up you want people to check out? No, I'm, no, I'm not that active. No, that's fair. I, like I say, I knew you didn't really do much streaming. Uh, but in that case, uh, Sam, thank you so much for coming to join me and do this because this has been great fun. And hopefully we can convince Holly to join me at some point because... No disrespect to yourself, uh, but I think you have already and would readily admit that Holly has a much wider experience with different games than what you do. No, I, I would I would not disagree with that at all. Yeah, and we're both gamers, but she's the gamer in this household. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. And like you know full well that I've had 
like hours long discussions with Holly about different games in the past. It's just, you know, we are both just lifelong gamers. Whereas, you know, like you said yourself, you've always played games, but you wouldn't really have called yourself a gamer until basically you were with Holly and you got into it through that. So, but that's awesome because it's always good to add another gamer to our ranks. No, yeah, it's, it's 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 been it's it's been a, a pleasure. It's been it's been a lot easier than I thought it was going to be, um, and I I can't wait to throw up when I hear myself on your podcast because I'm one of those people who hates the sound of their own voice when they hear it. Well, yeah, I get that. One of the things I do just want to do before <clears throat> I actually wrap up. Uh, yeah, again, firstly, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, but just a little update for anyone listening. There won't be an episode this next week coming because that is the weekend of the All Kids Deserve to Eat Charity Marathon, uh, which you can find at twitch.tv forward slash jchalk. And jchalk is J-A-Y-C-H-A-L-K-E. Uh, it's running the 17th and the 18th and it's from I believe 10 in the morning US Eastern time to I think it's 1.30 in the morning there so for anybody who isn't aware of it even though we have mentioned it please come check it out it's basically a charity event uh, speed running, some races and the whole point is just about to raise some some money for basically to eliminate school debt in a school in J. Chalk's district. And to be honest, the donations have already started rolling in for him. He has already hit his initial target of two and a half thousand dollars to feed some kids. And so, you know, he's going big. He's trying to smash that and get just as much money to try and basically clear lunch debt for these kids so please do come and check that out uh hopefully we'll try and get something in a follow-up to it and put that out there at some point but uh we'll have to see how it goes uh my run is gonna be uh i believe it's around 5 p.m eastern time on the 18th where i'll race in swap space there's lots of other stuff there. I'll be racing Super Metroid, but we've got people running Ori in the Blind Forest. There's so many options. I'm sure somebody's doing some Super Mario World. There's some, no doubt there's some A Link to the Past. There's some newer stuff, to be honest. There's so many different options on there. I know they've got Resident Evil 7 coming up on it, so check it out. You might discover a new game. You might discover a new streamer. You might just discover that you want to donate... You know, 50 cents, a dollar, whatever. Every little bit helps with it. And like I say, it's all about feeding some kids, well, clearing their lunch debts so that the schools will allow them to be fed when they go back to school, basically. Because, yeah, the politics of that is just ridiculous. But Gross. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, please check it out. And again, thank you for listening. One more time, Sam, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. And for anyone who is listening, thank you for listening and have a good one. Hoil Vaur!
Thanks for listening. And if you want to get in contact with the show, maybe you've got a question you want to hear asked, or you'd like to suggest or be a future guest for the show, maybe you just want to keep up with what's going on with the podcast or my life in general, you can find me on social media at YLIGP on Twitter, at YLIG underscore podcast on Instagram, and the Your Lives in Gaming podcast group on Facebook, or drop me an email to yourlivesingaming at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening.